0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches with Beards. And on today's episode, I ask a question, has Taylor fixed the Super Bowl to help Biden, or does she just want to go to Disneyland?
1: And Max, don't you bring me no news. In fact, no news ever again, ever.
0: We're the podcast that likes to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth,
1: we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel.
0: And we're live from the Diane Keating Podcast Studio in Haberdashery.
1: And we both have opinions, so let's get this party started.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Oh, Oh. cheers to
1: you too, guest.
0: (laughs) This is really odd because Daniel and I are in our new podcast setup.
1: Which is the same as the old podcast setup but not
0: except we have individual mics now (laughs) and we're facing each other, other. but But we can do that thing where we can clasp hands around the mics and we're wearing headphones and
1: feel like coastal grandmas with those positions with our pearls.
0: I know it's the wires are bugging me slightly.
1: You know, I, I, I agree, but I think we'll find a solution for the wires, a nice
0: ceramic pot or something to put them in.
1: Actually, that's not a bad idea. Like, if we had to, like, soup tureen or something, just put them in there.
0: That's, that's how gay we've got now. I know. <laughs> We're putting them in the soup tureens. So, we do apologize if the sound sounds a bit different. We are still working out on new equipment.
1: Finally, volumes, we invested in new equipment.
0: Equipment, But we did do loads of tests, and it sounds good.
1: It sounds like it's working. It sounds like <laughs> it's
0: working. Daniel, I have a weird question. Okay, I've okay. probably
1: got a very weird answer for you.
0: So, I was listening to um, the... Deep Dive podcast today and Uh June Diane Rayfield and Jessica St. Clair were talking about transitioning out of Christmas better. Uh Uh-huh. And do you think we should be looking at ways to extend Christmas into winter?
1: No. No, no, no. Christmas is a very distinct, joyous time and it has to end so that you can go on with your life. You have to move on to the next holiday, I believe. That's my opinion.
0: So one idea their friend had... (laughs) was that you take off all the Christmas decorations from the tree and Mm -hmm. the colored lights, but then you put white lights into the tree and have a winter tree for the fall of January.
1: Okay, but what happens to those people that already use white lights in their tree, which is what I am- Then you do blue lights. I don't know that I want to do blue lights.
0: You think this is too much?
1: I think it is too much. Like, it's as bad as people. So back home, there are people that I know keep their tree up year round, and it becomes a Valentine's Day tree, and then an Easter tree, and then it's a spring tree, and I'm like, this is too much. God did not mean for the Christmas trees to stay up that long.
0: Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> but everyone knows that rabbits can't climb trees.
1: Well, they believe they can lay eggs. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, Hubs.
0: Hobbs, did you have an opinion on this one?
1: Yes, I do. Do tell. What's your opinion? It's time for the
2: husband's opinion. I am totally with you on this one, Daniel. Like, Christmas has to be completely separate.
1: Thank you for finally agreeing with me on something. <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken five years. <laughs> right?
2: No, but I mean, just just today, like... You know, for for us, we did we transitioned from Christmas lights into football season, mm-hmm. right? So everything yeah. was red, white, and blue for the Bills. Had the Bills flag out. You know that I think is a good transition, as if you're a football fan or a sports fan or whatever. Something that you know, or blue lights for January. I think yeah. make, makes a great compliment. Now we're here on February, mm-hmm. and what are the colors in the house and around the house?
1: Uh, green right now, from what I can see. Green, purple, and yellow. Well, I don't see the purple or yellow. Oh, where is the purple? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah, it's behind me. was I'd be like, oh, where is where where are we talking about? Yeah,
2: so it's a good. I think it's a great transition. Mardi Gras, I think, is a great transition. Right. For colors, um, and then of course it just depends where Mardi Gras falls. But then it goes into like Valentine's Day. But this year will just be Mardi Gras the entire. So month of is the
0: issue though, not the lights. The issue is the tree. Ah. Okay,
2: so take take I,
0: that down, take that shit down.
2: Yeah,
1: I think it's the tree that's the issue. Take it down. Like, if you've got a live tree, it's probably dead and shedded by this point. And if you've got a fake tree, like, oh, put it away. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put it up after Thanksgiving. But I did like <laughs> the
0: sentiment of changing it over. I just think, yeah, it's the tree. It's a bit like I said last week when we were wearing scarves. Yeah, I was like, that feels really weird to wear scarves post Christmas because scarves are iconic for snowmen.
1: So I think you just have to embrace that there are no holidays for a certain period of time and just deal with it. Like it's bleak during that January. It's just bleak. makes you appreciate spring all the more. Yeah, exactly. Today
0: had constable level sky though. I was ready Mm, for like, constable Constable. level sky. Oh constable,
2: oh the um, painter. 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 Yeah, my favorite painter.
0: Talking about bleak, let's discuss how weeks.
1: Oh my god! I want
0: to start with a mystery, Daniel.
1: Oh, a mystery! And this was
0: something that we were both involved in. Oh. And it's the mystery of the bartender at
1: Pop and
0: his traveling accent.
1: Oh my god! That was the funniest thing that had ever happened. Yeah. Ever happened? So what day did we go out? Saturday. After we purchased
0: all this equipment.
1: After we purchased all the equipment, so we went out Saturday. And the waiter came up to us because we were having to sit by the door, which was the worst table. was packed.
0: Absolutely packed. It was
1: the worst table ever. But, you know, fine, whatever. And we're sitting there and he comes by one time and he has one accent.
0: Yeah. He was American.
1: Very much American. Or
0: American continent. Like, could have been North American.
1: Yeah, could have been Canadian. Second time he comes around, he has a British accent. And we both just sort of look up like, what? What just happened? third time he comes around it's back to an american accent and we're like but it's a different american accent than what he had the first time
0: yes it's really weird I, I and i looked at and i was sort of like because he could be british he doesn't yeah. he's, he's, he was quite i said he was quite skinny but he had that sort of julian fellows look about you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so i was like oh you could be or mm-hmm. and i know there's like expat Families, right? And that, but I was like,
1: I, actually... and at one point I use the incorrect term. I'm like, is he code switching in front of us? <laughs> I was just like, because at first I'm like, oh, he heard Max's accent, and then he flipped, and then he heard my accent, and then flipped the second time. And I'm like, I, I don't know what was going on. It was the strangest thing. But I don't think I've ever seen that waiter there either.
0: I think I have. Maybe we need to go back tomorrow night and and to see if it is like actually.
1: Yeah, but it was the strangest thing because we both just sort of looked up like. But it wasn't
0: jarring, like in terms of the accent, it wasn't a jarring level of accent.
1: No, but it was enough that we both picked up on it. That we were just like, oh, that was weird. Just like, excuse (laughs) me. Did Did you have a little stroke there? (laughs) Change accents. (laughs) Aside from that, how was your week? I think this was the longest week ever. Uh, I had Monday and Tuesday, I ended up working 10 plus hours. And then by Wednesday, my entire team, we were all like, is it Friday? It should be Friday because it feels like we've lived through an entire week. But no, it is just Wednesday. It was it was one of those weeks. I was having to do like actual trainings because they've changed requirements, neither here nor there. But it was just like so long and then meetings just kept happening. Ugh. It was too much. It was too much. And they're already talking about cherry blossoms, and I'm like, not yet. Not yet. When are they coming this year? Do you know yet? Uh, we We're supposed to give our projections at the end of February, but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> okay. No one heard that. Yeah. What's yeah. this very good whisper, Mike? Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're going to bloom at the end of February. That's just when we'll have a better sense of when they're coming. Just checking. Yeah.
0: We had a ton of meetings Wednesday because we had the office party. Oh. So it was in-house.
1: Yes, I actually want you to describe this office party because I find it fascinating that your holiday party... the spring party, fling? Your holiday party was a month late. No, <laughs> it was
0: it was good. We always go to... Um, it's the Ottoman Taverna um, down on mm. I. Mm-hmm. The staff are really cute. They're Turkish. Of course oh, they're cute. Yeah, but they all... My but, weakness. <laughs> but they, I never ate any of the food, though, because the. The line was so big. Everyone kept, and also, like, I must have a reputation because everyone kept coming up to me going, "Max, where'd you get the wine from?" And I'm like, "Over the," they said, you, "You just know what alcohol is, you know." And then they keep they go, "Oh, where's the start of the line for food?" I'm like, "Where well, you don't want it to be." And I went, "Oh, over. I said, yeah, over by, there, by the bathroom." <laughs> and then someone came up and goes, "Are you gonna get any food?" I went, "No, American lines give me anxiety." Oh, because <laughs> we, we don't know how to. Cure. It was terrifying. Yeah.
2: Americans' uh, lines versus British
0: cues. Exactly. Well, there's no orderly thing.
1: No, no order, and we don't know how to wrap around or anything like that.
0: Well, you guys even make it bloody worse and start talking to each other.
1: Oh, God, that, is Jesus fucking that is horrible. That is horrible, and we're like cattle just sort of pushing.
0: You've got not offended me. Thank I mean,
1: you. I mean at least we're not like the italians where it's just mass chaos like running towards something moo I, exactly i know i know <laughs> as an
2: italian american i will second that
1: <laughs> you're horrible people with the lines they don't exist they're figments of our imaginations
0: but we did have a um lovely weekend very social big Ginge was in town mm-hmm. and our friend doyle was back in the town as well so we had some nice,
1: I also have a question about Doyle. Yes, please whenever, do. Whenever you said that he ordered a French 75 at American Ice Company, how did that turn out for him?
0: I, You know what? By that point, I think we were five, five sheets of the wind.
1: Oh, I know yeah. you were because I saw the photo. But the question was, I was like, I have never seen a bottle of bubbles or champagne in American Ice Company. Like, I can't wait to see how they made that one. Someone <laughs>
0: called a French 75 a mimosa for adults.
1: Mm-hmm. ish but not quite mm. no he, I think a mimosa is a mimosa for adults no he
0: seemed to like it but no it was we had a really good weekend and then I said we had the week I said goodbye to the staff member this week which you know is going to stress me out slightly for the next few weeks but yeah. um, join the club yeah but no the, yeah, the office parties but we ended up I, we end up in a bar afterwards with the union and it was a lot of fun, but I kind of knew that I was heading in one direction and then ended up like getting back to Chinatown station and trying to have to navigate the different levels and work out where I was. And I was like, wow, the alcohol hit.
1: Oh, that's one of the worst stations to ever try to navigate. And then I got back
0: and oh. then I bought like just a t- Oh God, this is so bad. I just bought like a ton of vegan chicken patties because they're like the best <laughs> because they're just so like chickeny but not actually calorific like chicken which
1: brand do you get
0: the whole foods one
1: oh i, I get the quran ones because they're spicy chicken
0: but then i bought like i grabbed a thing of like noodles out of the cupboard and uh-huh. just did chicken and noodles it's fine but I also was like, I knew I was going to be hungry, so I bought like some pita chips and I thought, i get some queso, but I forget how disgusting queso is for the Whole Foods one. It's like this luminous yellow.
1: I was about to say, I thought we've had this lesson before that we don't get the queso from Whole Foods because it's always questionable. We have never had a good experience with that one. I know. You should have done the artichoke dip. That one's better. I was
0: a uh, drunk bitch getting artichoke <laughs> dip, you know. Oh, for fuck's
1: sake. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs>
0: But anyway, it was lovely. Sat in some meetings, everyone had a giggle, and I'm looking forward to everyone coming back into the office a bit more. Oh, are you? Well, hopefully. Oh. No. I just start wandering about quite frankly and just like pretending like I know everyone.
1: Have you started like claiming extraneous like cubicles and be like, this is mine, this is mine. See, I have my cube. I have my
0: cubicle. <laughs> I'm I am firmly in my area
1: you have a flag planted and you know literally because i have
0: the british flags that Gillian and paul got me when i did the marathon Uh so people like yeah that's blatantly Max's. plus the thousand photos of his dogs and husband and the statue of the queen
1: yeah you should you should try taking over the one adjacent to you i want to see what happens then
0: (laughs) my supervisor is like the meant to be the other side but he's never in so he's Given his over to the project assistant. So. If he
1: has no flag, he has no country. Take over his cube. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not How even... imperialist, Daniel. I'm not going to respond to that one at all. <laughs> Daniel. Yes. We've got a lot of news to cover. We have so, so much. So before cover. we cover the news, let's go get some fresh air in Ina's garden.
1: Yes. So tonight we are drinking... What I thought was going to be a white wine, but it's not a white wine.
0: <laughs> we were going to toast to the grand opening of the Diane Keating Podcast Studio in Haberdashery with obviously some white fizz.
1: Right. And the second bottle we have for tonight is white fizz.
0: So in honor of Nancy Myers and the reckless dancing that was partaken by Cameron Diaz in the iconic movie, The Holiday, oh, yes, about the season we all love the holidays, mm, yes. we have fizzy red.
1: We have fizzy red. We have a wonderful little lambrusca that is actually not that bad. I'm going to pack my lie.
0: And it's cheers. 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 <laughs> to the opening of the Dian Keating Bokosujan Habitatri.
2: It's very similar to the one that they have at Pop.
1: Yeah. I feel like we can make some like good winter sangria with this one. Ooh. What's in a winter sangria? Uh, you just use red wine and put some rum in it.
2: Oh, I thought maybe it was something special with, like, sparkling or... No. No? no okay. No.
1: Just just winter flavors, so oranges and cloves and whatnot. A little bit apples. of cranberry. Cranberry. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. We'll do that whenever we have more time. <laughs> that along with some king cake. Mm.
2: Ooh. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, the Mardi Gras is coming up. Oh.
1: We should figure out when Mardi Gras is. I believe it's right before Valentine's Day this year. I think so it's like the 12th. No, so, like... Oh, okay. So, like, in the next two weeks. Well, let me double check.
0: Yeah, Pancake Day.
1: When is Pancake Day?
0: Mardi Gras. Oh. oh okay. Shrove Tuesday. We call oh. it Shrove Tuesday. You call it Fat Tuesday. I was
1: gonna say I don't know this Pancake Day.
2: Uh, it's the yeah thirteenth. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. There we go. It's Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day are the same day. Oh.
1: I
0: know. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, the dog just sneezed. That was Every- Deaf Dog.
1: Everyone's going to have, like, grey foreheads on Valentine's Day. Mm. I'm
0: going to say nothing. Oh,
1: uh, okay.
0: I'm going to say nothing.
1: Okay. You say He's best. got a
0: meeting on Valentine's Day. Oh. So he's going to miss the dog's birthday.
1: Uh, it's like no, you I don't, won't. It's like you don't love her anymore. No, it's during the day.
0: Oh, yeah, well, that's excess. Anyway, not going to moan.
1: Is it in Boston, this meeting? No,
2: I probably will be in Boston in about two weeks.
0: That's news to me. And guess what else is news to me?
1: (laughs) Everything (laughs) that happened this week.
0: So this is the week that officially Daniel today, we are recording on a Friday, peeking behind the curtain, actually created a cutoff for deaths. Yes. That should another death occur after 3.30, it gets transferred to next week.
1: Yes. So if anyone died by <laughs> 3.30 this afternoon, we'll talk about you next week.
0: All we're saying is that last week we recorded on a Thursday. Mm. And on the Friday, Mother Nature queefed a ton of game users.
1: So let me put it this way. I literally texted Max, I think, first thing Saturday morning. And I'm like, we could record another episode right now and be set. And he's like, oh... We'll see how the week shakes out. And it turns out that, no, the news was still news. It all withstood the test. So I've got, like, ten news stories. Yeah, I cut mine down to, like, five. I might have six that I can do in a drive-by.
0: Can I split mine in two and do, like, the quick fire first? And then we can go to you and I can come back for the oh, two yeah. ones of my discussion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm lubing up. I'm uh-huh. looping up here. Oh, that sounded disgusting. It, it did, it. actually. I'm so sorry, everyone. And we're gonna begin now. Steps, the iconic British pop band, have announced they're doing a new musical based on their hit songs that will follow in the footsteps of Take That and ABBA.
1: Oh, if only we had a different shade of blue.
0: We are very excited. Here and Now will tell the story of a seaside superstar, its customers and its staff, and it's being produced by the band and music legend Pete Waterman.
1: I wonder if there's gonna be a wedding scene in it
0: hopefully they will be do you know who Pete Waterman is no but Stock, Stock Aikerman and Waterman uh, they wrote or Kylie they wrote for Divine oh okay, yeah they're, they're, they yeah, were the yeah, big yeah. music factory so very if he's linked with it so it means all the music's going to be adjusted mm-hmm. talking of uh, pop artists in the industry moving forward with something different J-Lo is going to be producing a Bob the Builder movie
1: I found that so so interesting I, I was sort of I'm not going to steal your thunder. I was a little bit gagged and cooped whenever I read that one. I was like, "Am I reading this right?"
0: So uh, the gorgeous Anthony Ramos is going to be doing the voice. Mm-hmm. Make she's just got a finger in a lot of pies. Oh yeah. Whereas I mean, Ben Affleck looks like he's eating all the pies.
1: Well, I mean, she got rave reviews for Hustlers, so
0: so I don't think she's going to be in it. She might do a cheeky voice somewhere. Oh, I could see her doing a cheeky voice. Next news, Padam Padam mm-hmm. joins the list of epic Australians that have been snubbed this year as it failed to get a nomination for best international song at the Brit Awards.
1: That is ridiculous. Yeah. I think th- I think that this is the British radio cabal up against you know Kylie. Yeah, it's just disgusting. I said it right here. It's disgusting. I said it Absolutely right
0: here. disgusting. Um also disgusting, Britney Spears decided to apologize to Justin Timberlake who then apologized in his words to fucking no one.
1: So, honey, we all read the book. I don't know that you really owe him too much of an apology, to be I honest. I think there's
0: some level of bipolar there going on. Well, I, I have
1: said it before on this podcast that I thought that that was going on, after having read the book. Um, but yeah, I whenever you were like, oh yeah, she apologized, because I think you sent that message he, to me, I was like, mm, He was
0: kind of awkward on SNL. His music was actually, I, like, I, I can't deny no, he's got people behind it that produce good music, but I just mm-hmm. can't follow his music. Yeah. Anyway, good news. We're going back, going on to good news now. Oh, Talking okay. of singers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reba is getting a new sitcom.
1: I love this news so much.
0: So I actually don't know much. I've never seen Reba's sitcom because it never really made it to England. Mm-hmm. All I know is that her youngest daughter in it was in Star Trek Voyager but left for like a whole season because she had like anorexia or something like that. Yes,
1: that was one of the bigger scandals that came out out of that show.
0: But she is apparently going to be doing a new sitcom in which she inherits her father's restaurant and is less than than thrilled to discover that she has a new business partner in her half-sister that she never knew she had. Well, quite frankly, simple but effective.
1: So I wonder who's going to be playing the half-sister though.
0: This is my question. Yes. It's going to have to be someone reasonably now the other yeah. thing is that they can do someone younger because it's the dad's half it's the dad's so you don't have that issue right so yeah I think that I've I not feeling they're gonna go for someone a little bit younger mm-hmm. and that will be the interesting side of it
1: but do you also think that they're gonna be a singer I have a feeling they will be mm.
0: I think because Reba doesn't need to be precious mm-hmm so I don't think you're going to see too much of a we can't have someone too big because mm-hmm. I'm not going to have my funder stolen.
1: Right. I wonder if they could get Megan Hilty back. I mean, it is NBC. You
0: see, I think Megan Hilty and she can do the accent because yeah. she played um, Thingy in 9 to 5. Yeah, she did Dolly. So, yeah. Dolly. So, and Megan did do reasonably well in uh, Thingy's short-lived sitcom uh, Sean Saves the World. Yeah. Which was just not anyway moving on um, Before for my final book news before your news uh-huh. is so the lovely Paul O'Grady who was Lee Savage in England had a show called Paul O'Grady for the love of dogs mm-hmm. where he volunteered at Battersea Dogs Home which mm-hmm. is a huge dog charity in England uh, usually an insult where your mum and dad picked you up from Battersea Dogs Home was a playground chant. Or... <laughs> as you got older, your mum looks like she came from Battersea Dogs Home. But that's just horrible things we used to say. But anyway, he used How to... How
1: often go- did you shout that one, Max?
0: Usually shouted at. But anyway... Did you
1: shout that at your brother?
0: Well, I know he came from Batsy Dogs Home. Um, <laughs> he was the one I tried to get rid of. Uh, but no, so he obviously sadly passed away this year. But last year but they have a new replacement and alison hammond will be taking over volunteering with the dogs alison hammond and a bunch of dogs what could possibly go wrong
1: everything but we would watch the hell out of that all i'm saying is they better secure
0: the rights to the song who let the dogs out when half a ton of dogs go across south london in pack form
1: i i wonder if she's gonna like try to do something to where they're in the thames and they're on like giant maps trying to do the weather but can she recreate that with the dogs yes <laughs> i think it would be amazing doesn't
2: she
0: have her hands full with bake-off right now uh, well they were called bake-off over summer yeah oh, that's true yeah, and they do it over hair. what eight weeks it's more this yeah. morning that she's on she's a presenter she's very busy yeah but they record it they tend to do them quite quickly but apparently it's a really fun show like yeah. it's very and he apparently the his partner got annoyed because he kept on bringing dogs home he literally oh. brought his work home with him like you need to stop bringing <laughs> dogs home we have a farm but that's still <laughs> too many dogs no more dogs and he used to volunteer Patney Lilly Lily used to volunteer uh, the other days he wasn't working you hmm. got very attached.
1: Oh, that's very nice. So
0: I'm gonna take a break, Daniel. What's your news, my dear?
1: Well, the first news that I'm going to be covering is a story that I almost broke in November, but I am glad I sat on it for a little bit. Oh, I bet you did. Oh, I did very much indeed sit on this one. So it turns <laughs> out. <laughs> my gosh, Max. Anyways, so in case you have been living under a rock, Bobby Burke is leaving Queer Eye. Yes. There were some. Things that went down that finally got addressed. I believe in an interview with Vanity Fair this week. So, going through, um, Bobby Burke did announce that there was indeed some truth to the rumors that there was a feud with Tan behind the scenes. Yeah, Stating that they had a moment and that it was rather tense. Um, Not digging too much into it, it sounds like, you know the fab five were told that netflix was going to do it for seven seasons they signed their contracts and then everyone was like okay we're all going to go our separate ways netflix then came back about a month later and said actually we'll do another four seasons bobby burke had already said i'm moving on because i am very stressed out from what i am doing but the other four said oh we're going to sign back up for it bobby apparently got hurt words were exchanged with tan People were dropped from Instagram and blocked, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Didn't quite go through whether or not they have completely reconciled yet.
0: He said that they're on a path. Yes, he said it's not the
1: door isn't yes. closed
0: and they're heat they're healing. So it sounds yes. like they're just getting through it.
1: Yeah, he said we will be fine. Not that we are fine, but we will be fine. So TBD how that one's going to go. Yes. No, I just I
2: just, I just wonder where. This is coming from. I mean, Bobby has every right to move on and do what he wants to do. Yes, I, I hope the others weren't mad at him for that.
1: So I think they were a little bit mad at him for that because they were like, "Why should we recast someone?" Like, and he's like, "It's really hard being the person that's actually having to do the health, work." House renovations, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: it, that that was brought up, and it's been brought up in a lot of comments. Is that he he actually does a lot? I think it's a little bit, babe, where. Um, You know, when someone says, oh, I don't think I'll be going, oh, I know we have plans. but I might not make it tonight. So you start Mm -hmm. making like other plans. And I think his other plans got way better than the ones that like Queer Eye. And I think so. And I've heard this before is that I think he's very appreciative of what Queer Eye offered. Mm -hmm. But I think he's just kind of they're very, these shows are restrictive. You know, I think people think they walk in, they do. They say their words to camera they walk out and it's his reputation on as well so whether or not he has people doing it i think he's like at a point where he just doesn't need that anymore
1: i mean if we look at it he does have his own company that is doing the renovations he also has his own furniture line but also in order to do those renovations he's having to go and pull permits at least two months in advance before they even show up at these locations so like there's a lot of work just to get the ball going on his portion of the show.
2: As someone who's just worked with the zoning board here in D.C., it it takes more than two months in a lot of jurisdictions, especially when you're in larger cities. Right.
1: So, you know, it's one thing to go in and be like, I'm going to give you a haircut. It's another thing to be like, I'm going to renovate your house. Yeah. Big difference. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Big, big difference. Just going to leave that little nugget right there. All right. So going on, I want to say congratulations to Amber Glenn. Ooh. This past week, she became the first out queer woman to win the U.S. Women's Figure Skating Championship. Uh, She has been skating for at least a decade. Um, She identifies as both bi and pan. Now, this is not to say that there were not out gay men who have won the championship, but she's the first out queer woman. Um, And she states that uh, she feels like it's best to be an idol and a role role model for those people who are watching. So. Congratulations to her on that one. Yay! Hey. Yes. All right, we're gonna take a turn to some sadder news or some more pointed news. We'll put it that way. Whoa. bring it home, Debbie Downer. I know. I uh, yeah. I didn't necessarily say my news was like great, but it was like news that we need to cover. So this is one that there might be a little bit of discussion about. Uh, so in case you have been living under that same rock, not knowing that Bobby Burke is leaving Queer Eye. Uh, There's a Mean Girls remake. Actually, there's a Mean Girls musical that is out right now.
0: I saw it on
1: Tuesday. Oh. Your thoughts? You'll tell me in a minute. No, it's...
0: It's actually, you know what? It's actually, considering that we have such a weird... It's it's not a direct remake, Mm -hmm. but it is obviously very close. Mm Mm-hmm and it, it's slicker it's more streamlined than the original movie mm-hmm. because obviously there's ele- they they they've adapted the musical which right. obviously has streamlined storylines cast blah 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 mm-hmm. so um for that one and I think that they've also had a lot of fun updating a lot of the stuff and the jokes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of jokes in there. I know this, I know the joke you're gonna talk about. Oh, and yes. actually the, the, <laughs> the cameo I guessed when I knew she was gonna be in it, I mm. I guessed where she was and I was actually right. I was like, Oh yeah, I know that that's it. She's the only one from the yeah, it's this. see, she's only one that cameos in it. Whereas, because mm. I don't, I don't consider Tina Fey or Tim Meadows no, no, cameoing. No, that's not a cameo. Um, but no, it's really good. It's really slick. i There's certain bits I, I like today. I, I completely realised they'd missed a whole ongoing joke out. and I, mm. oh, I didn't need it. Mm. And it's just, a, it is really. I said it's really, really good. I think they update it well. I wish the music was way more confident. They're just mm. not. They just didn't go into a lot of the songs with confidence, mm. and it really showed. Mm. I don't know what it was. And and I don't know whether or not it's just a cinema I go to, but the sound mixing was bad for the opening bit. I can't talk about that. And and because Katie is a smaller character, boost that sound up. Boost that, boost that sound. And I'm going to be honest, the person that I thought was totally miscast, and I'm going to get cancelled for this, Renee Rapp as um, Regina King.
1: Really? Regina. Was she not Regina?
0: How do I put this? It, a lot of it doesn't she and um, if you've seen like Sex Lives of College Girls or mm-hmm. anything she's in she is she's kind of she's not mainstream she's got an edge to her yeah and I'm sorry I don't
1: Regina, want to say she's quirky but she is a little bit quirky she yeah.
0: is really confident in herself mm-hmm. and if you again she doesn't come into women's bodies she's got a very she's very curvy she's very confident oh, yeah. in her yeah. skin and she didn't have the vulnerability that Regina needs. She didn't look boring enough. Like, yes. Rachel McAdams, I think, is gorgeous. But she's so... She can play skinny white bitch really well. Probably and there was well. no vulnerability. And so when the scenes where Regina's meant to put on weight, it's like... She mm. she looks confident. She looks too confident in herself.
2: Yeah, yeah. and She
0: I, loves her body. And yeah. you're meant to believe that she gives a shit what everyone else thinks. Renee representative don't give a fucking shit what anyone <laughs> thinks. That's why we love her. But it is good. I enjoyed mm. it and I thought the Damien and Janice Jure mm-hmm. could have actually beaten in a way the original because they just were so confident. Everyone mm. did everyone did amazing, but no it just mm. it that was it. But yes, there was a comment made.
1: Well there's a comment that has actually led to a lot of fallout. Yeah. So. Lindsay Lohan has gone on record stating that she can't believe that Tina Fey allowed a certain joke to be put into, um, the movie, which, um, involved Y2K fire crotches back by Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. Um, so Lindsay said, you know, that happened at a very bad low point in my life where I was publicly, publicly humiliated for saying this or being called that yeah. actually. And so. The fact that Tina Fey has now made this into a joke. I'm just going to be quite blunt. Tina Fey does not have the best record with some of her jokes. Inappropriateness.
0: I, the the only issue I have with this joke, and I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And so, without giving anything away, there's a scene. Because a lot of it's done differently in that. You know, in the original Mean Girls, they looked at they had them two camera bits with it. That's mm-hmm. done now through TikTok, that, yeah. and it's how it would be done. Yeah. And so after Katie sort of begins to her, to rise up the ranks, mm-hmm. and you see this, you have Megan and Sally and go, "Oh, look at her fire crotch is back." The only issue I have with this joke is that that name came from Perez Hilton, right? And he he was vile to people. He right. was really vile. So it isn't so much. The joke I think Tina should have realized that you don't quote Paris Hilton because he really made he really right. upset he, he was famous for calling Jennifer Aniston Man, Jennifer Maniston. You right. know, he was really horrible to people. I
1: mean the thing is the joke was said even back in two thousand and eight in a pejorative manner yeah. and hurt during then. So like the fact that you revived it now, it's questionable. I mean, no offense, it's sort of like the issue that Tina Fey had with the Taylor Swift jokes. And the blackface jokes on 30 Rock. Like, let's be honest. Like, she does have a... I love her to death, but she does have a track record of, like, sometimes not getting it right of, like, when you're doing the Yeah, jokes. I would...
0: I just personally would not have... If it came out of Paris Hilton's mouth, that's a yeah, no-no yeah. straight away for I mean, me.
1: it should have been, like, stay away, Tina. Stay away.
0: But it, it, it was delivered well. Hmm. It, 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 I, I believe it was. It wasn't know. delivered. It was delivered in a positive way, but I'm like... It could see that for for J, for... Um, was it Lilo they used to call her as well wasn't it yeah yeah I remember that yeah that's a blast from the past
1: yeah I even wrote that down (laughs) didn't have to talk about it but thank you Mm -hmm. alright next little bit of sad news Yeah. Uh, the Atlantis cruise the gay cruise has had yet another death this year on it Uh, Jonathan Midrun 36 of Chicago died three days into the seven day cruise He was on Royal Caribbean Oceans of the Sea and he was at the neon playground party when at 3 a.m. he died on the dance floor. So they believe that it was caused by um, fentanyl-laced ecstasy. So the question that everyone is asking is, how the hell did it get on the boat? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Coconut shrimp night was amazing. (laughs) Also, day four welcome ice cream available on the on the poop deck ice cream available on the poop deck making room we're making room
1: you're doing something but anyways (laughs) i mean it just brings up the question of like i think there needs to be a little bit more stringent like looking into what's going in on a cruise ship
0: they can't do it everywhere half it's up someone's
1: bottom they're checking the bags before they get on they're doing the scans like whenever you go through like I, where, where, how the hell are they getting it off?
0: Shampoo bottle. A lot of it it is like the shampoo. I have heard. Mm. I I listen to enough crap and watch enough TV. (laughs) But no, I know a lot of it is people put a lot of stuff into shampoo. And a lot of it is um, they empty them out for vodka and stuff, isn't it? They put, that's how a lot of it is. It's, it's, just, it's got to go into the, in another liquid. But if anyone if anyone really wants to get stuff on, mm-hmm. they'll get it on.
1: Oh, yeah. So, And last little, little bit of news, my last little story right now, is that Eurovision, there have been calls from um, the host Sweden for Israel not to be participating, citing something similar to Russia. Mm. We're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. So.
0: I have thoughts and opinions, but we'll just... Leave it at yeah, that. we're just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, I do, it does feel like there's a, a, I think, considering that there was some, there's been a lot of thoughts about Russia for the last few years. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, talking of Eurovision, the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. So there has been a lot of questions about will mm-hmm. Tay Tay get over to Vegas in time?
1: That is the million dollar question.
0: Because she's in Tokyo mm-hmm. leading up to that. Yes, so they have broken it down because Tokyo is 17 hours ahead of Las Vegas. It's very, It gets very confusing. Mm-hmm. So if she leaves here, yeah, Tokyo at midnight after her last concert, um, that'll be 7am Saturday Vegas time. Yes, because it's going backwards. Yes. It's midnight Sunday morning. Yes. Yeah, there we go. But yeah. it's 7am Saturday morning Vegas time. Mm-hmm. So Tokyo to Vegas is 11 hours or Tokyo to LA is 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so she still should be partying that night before the Super Bowl she can make it and apparently America Airlines flights have been named now 1989 after both her and Travis's
1: birth year yes yes
2: yeah, they better have some good makeup artists. Those gays better get on Taylor's face and make sure she does not look tired. She's oh,
0: coming on a private jet. Yeah. She will be fine. She will oh, get in true. that bed and she will sleep. And yeah. someone's had a go at her about like private jets, and they're kind of saying, Can you imagine her going through an airport? You're complaining about her being on a private jet, yeah. and then your flight. Yeah. 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 So, my final bit of news before we go on to the mortuary of deaths <laughs> that we had this week. Oh, <laughs> yes. So this is um, a little bit of a, a weird one, but I don't know if anyone here knows about the British uh, actor Lawrence Fox.
1: I think I recognise the name. So
0: he's part of the Fox dynasty, Amelia Fox. There's a lot of Foxes. They're a bit Mm-mm. like our Mars. And he decided to go full
1: right wing. Was he on Lewis? Yes, he was uh, on yes, Lewis. then I know yeah. exactly who he is.
0: So he decided that he was going to um, basically become a complete right wing arsehole and... He's been on GB News, that sort of shit, just talking shit. Anyway, he turned around and claimed that because uh, the Sainsbury's were supporting Black History Months and Black Lives Matter, that that made them racist, and he was going to boycott them. So he turned around, and so I have to read through this very carefully. So after he put on Twitter that he was going to boycott Sainsbury's for that reason... Uh, three individuals turned around and just basically said you're fucking racist mm. and those individuals were Colin Seymour otherwise known as Crystal from Drag Race UK oh another a couple of other individuals including Nicola Thorpe who's a Coronation Street actress mm. um, they all called him racist for that comment because kind of it is and he turned around and went well you're all pedophiles
1: mm. yeah.
0: so not he, the same thing he then decided to take them to court claiming by calling him racist publicly it they were liable and they damaged his career
1: but he called them pedophiles publicly yes okay
0: during the court case for example he under cross-examination suggested that there were contexts in which the phrase i hate black people was not racist so this is the guy in court trying to prove it was libel, but saying complete racist shit anyway he lost his case Um, Good. (laughs) But the the reason I bring this up, obviously because it's like good for the people that won. But sadly, Dear Crystal was not able to celebrate. Why? Because they had to be up at 3am because they were doing the news the next day and decided that they were going to do all their news interviews dressed as Elle Woods. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So they were on BBC News, and the reporters apparently were having a whale of a time. And Crystal just went around dressed like Elle Woods from Aww. the end of Legally Blonde, and so could not drink the night before because at three AM she was putting her makeup on. Oh, so him. fuck you, Lawrence Fox, but good for you, Crystal. Yeah. And now we're on to the deaths.
1: Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Road.
0: So, we're going to try and we'll have to move through this reasonably quickly. Okay. So, first death is sadly, we happened today, which prompted Daniel to say
1: there's a moratorium on death. deaths.
0: <laughs> was Carl Weathers, who died
1: at 76. So, Carl Weathers, who starred as Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky films and appeared in Predator, The Mandalorian, Happy Gilmore, Action Jackson, and dozens of other films and TV shows, died Tuesday. His family announced he was 75. He was so
0: young. 76. 76. She said say they kept that one secret?
1: Yeah. The reason he's kind of brought up
0: on this podcast, and that's not the most gayest of people, but um, he appeared in nine episodes of the Disney Plus Star Wars series The Mandalorian over three seasons, playing Grief Karga, the head of the Bounty Hunters Guild. The character came close to Pedro Pascal's Mando as the series progressed, and Weathers was a 2021 Emmy nominee for the role and also directed a pair of episodes in season two and three. Yeah. So for me, that's quite... Sides.
1: I understand.
2: No. I believe he's now the died the average age of what most Americans, like the new average age of death for American males are. So I believe it's like 76. Probably. Yeah. It's actually the first time that uh, deaths went down, or the the age of deaths became <laughs> younger COVID. in the United States. COVID. Well, that and lifestyle no. and mm. lack of health care and lots of other issues you can get into.
0: Anyway, moving on.
1: Not this podcast. <laughs> For a different podcast.
0: So, our next death, sadly, is Hinton Battle, who was a three time Tony winner and the original Wiz actor, who died sadly this week at 67.
1: All right. So, Battle made his Broadway debut in the original production of Broadway's The Wiz and then won three Tonys, all in the category of feature actor in a musical, for his work in Sophisticated Ladies in 1981, The Tap Dance Kid in 1984, and Miss Saigon in 1991.
0: And in case you're wondering, if he was still relevant, which obviously he was, mm-hmm. many of you will probably know him as the Jazz Demon Suite from in the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Once more, feeling, and he was the demon that initiated the musical episode. Oh, know. That oh,
2: that's one of the only few episodes I've watched. Yeah, about. and he mm. was the demon. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I know who he is now.
0: So that brought him, that kind of brought him back again mm. into the modern era, and he's the best known for that. Hmm. Talking of Broadway, this one's a bit of a kicker. This, uh. one, this
1: one got us both. Got us all, actually. Sorry with your saying. So yeah.
0: sadly, this week saw also the death of Chita Rivera, the Tony Award winning actress and singer who sadly died at the young age of
1: 91. If only we could all live to that young age. So after her breakthrough role as Anita who belts the showstopper America and West Side Story. In 1957, she premiered Broadway royals, including the resourceful talent agent Secretary Rose and Bye Bye Birdie in 1960, which garnered the first of her 10 Tony Award nominations. This also included the husband-killing, publicity-hungry Velma Kelly in Chicago in 1975, the kitschy B movie star Aurora in Kiss of the Spider Woman in 1993, and the skate rink owner with a prodigal daughter, played by Eliza Manelli in the rink in 1984.
0: She received the Kennedy Center Honors in 2002 and a special Tony for Lifetime Achievement in 2018. President Barack Obama awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor, in 2009, lauding her as a barrier breaking inspiration for women and Latinos. And with that, we raise a cheeky glass to Cheetah, to Chuchita. Hinton. And to Carl Yes
2: But Tita da- Rivera She I know her best By her Little cameo In Will and Grace Yes mm-hmm. Yeah she
0: played The dance The
2: sisters. <laughs> the sister
1: Oh yes oh.
2: With Leslie Beverly
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well I'll be damned If another homosexual Couple dances On this dance floor
0: <laughs> And on that note I think it's time To take a break Yes
1: what is sitting alone in your room?
2: I, I actually like having these on more <laughs> when we talk now.
1: <laughs> so much more clear. All right. We're just going to talk like this forever now. Thank you from NPR.
0: Oh. You are being recorded, you do not, thank you? Record me, bitch. <laughs> So we're back, and we did take a little bit of a break earlier because we had quite
1: a heavy news week. Yes, yes, it was quite but heavy. But Daniel, what's been culture for you? So culture for me this week, stuff that I've, you know, been doing, uh, food has been either avocado toast or ginger lime salmon. Oh my God, it was so good. I'm
2: going to break out your white girl <laughs> brunch hat now.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't care. I don't care. It was one of these, like, I had a nice sourdough, I had fresh avocados, I just put it on there salt Shmear. and pepper i, I didn't smear but i cut it and then put it on there it was salt and pepper and red chili flakes oh mm. my god it was so good yeah yeah uh drinks of the week so still doing my uh, damp dryish january so i tried cedar's crisp this week which is the gin alternative and it's cucumber based it was spot on a plus uh also just did regular lemonade and it worked Regular lemonade worked.
2: How much sugar, though? That's the problem with lemonade, is the sugar.
1: I didn't even look at the sugar, but it was one of these, like, I didn't feel like buying, like, a case of those things right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, we also tried the Mingle Hibiscus tonight, which is what I was drinking. We'll not be having that again. It was sweet. I haven't tried it yet. It tasted like blackberry. Oh,
2: that sounds good. But it's supposed
1: to be Hibiscus.
2: Sugar. Oh, then there's the problem.
1: Yeah, I'm like, your flavors are wrong. So... All right, so what do I want to do next? Uh, my song of the week was America by Cheetah Rivera. Like, I had to go back and listen to it. Also, Deeper Shade of Blue by Steps nice. for obvious reasons. I love that song. It's a great one. Isn't that Kylie Deeper Shade of Blue?
2: Oh, because I'm. No,
1: because
0: they used a lot of Kylie because Stock Aitken and Walton. Right. Because Belt of Devil, you know they did as well. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yes. Yes, well. one.
1: Um. Anyways, my musical of the week was Ragtime. Good re-listened to the original cast.
0: Not West Side Story. No, it was really It was, was, was the Ragtime one of... Is that Leah Michelle in that cast? And I, Brian Stokes Mitchell. Yes. Yeah, that's Leah yes. Michelle as yep.
1: well. Yep, was that one. Documentary of the Week was The Women of Jonestown. It was rather interesting because it was actually looking wider beyond, you know, Jones for being the one responsible for it and looking at the inner circle, which was, like, four women who, like, actually got the poison and actually helped organize stuff. So... It wasn't necessarily shifting the blame. It was just saying more people were responsible.
2: So were they ever done as being accomplices? I, I can't remember. I mean, I know the case, but I just can't remember any of the results. Oh,
1: they all died.
0: They all died. Oh, oh that's suicide. right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They all died by suicide. So, yeah. Okay, never mind.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. However, my television of the week was delicious and wonderful. and am oh, so excited. I it to I'm so excited. Be. Season two of Feud. Capote versus the Swans premiered this week, and it was everything. I'm gonna get him to watch it. I wanted it to be so. I remember, whenever I read the book, yeah, this past summer, this is better than the book.
0: Okay, I'm excited to watch it, with which
2: him. is rare for you to say that something like visual is better than the book.
1: I know, like, so you know, listeners, like, I was just engulfed. It was the world of the 1960s and 70s. I wanted it to be. It's right up our alley, man. Yeah,
0: I'm excited to watch. Because I, I haven't seen the first season of Feud. Because this is before FX started to leak onto Hulu. Right. So I need to watch. That's Bet and Joan. But this one's looks...
1: Yeah, so this one's Capote and the Swans. And all I'm going to say is Jessica Ling, episode two. Yeah,
0: I've heard she's good in it.
1: Divine. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see it coming. And the role she played, I was like, oh my God. The
0: other one I didn't... Did you see um, the one of you and McGregor? Um, Hoss... Was it Hoss... The uh, the guy who... Um, the designer. Oh, Halston. Halston. Did you see that
1: one? I was supposed to watch that one. I
0: watched... We watched the first couple of episodes and it just sort of...
1: Yeah. It didn't really capture. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one. Julie recommended it, but, you know...
0: I liked Krista Rodriguez as um, Liza.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, my... Big. Well, my music for the week was "Where Are Your Kids Tonight" uh CMAT and John Grant. Okay. So I've been listening to the song for a while, and um the lovely Alan Carr had her on his podcast this week, mm. and I'd never heard of a Irish singer. Very, you know, seemed very mm. personable. And he goes, "Oh, you're um, you've got your um, duet of John Grant." I'm like, "Oh my God, that's the song I've been listening to." Uh-huh. So I'm like, "Yay, love it." Television of the week, Loki, what the fuck happened? Quite frankly, he fell asleep during the finale. And guess what? I could explain how it ended in one sentence. It's just... They stretched out two episodes over six. I've never...
1: So it was one of these that ran out of steam? Like
0: It just... I don't... It wasn't what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. It was...
2: I, I, I mean, I, I typically am not the biggest fan of this genre. But right. I do like it. I, I'll go with him. I have to say, not the greatest reviews for
0: Loki. The only reason I kind of kept pushing us to watch it was because I knew it was going to deal with the multiverse and I knew that's going to be the huge thing. So I was kind of curious as to how they deal with the separating time branches. Mm -hmm. But I I just couldn't believe how much they dragged out a storyline and it was so, so sad. I don't know why they... The finale was really good the second to last episode was really good. They weren't bad, like it was a solid show. Like, But I was like, you could have done this in three episodes or you could have done something different or gone to freak of a week or whatever. So that term's not appropriate anymore. But, you know, I just sat there and went, is this really what we're going to do? And, you know, it felt like a miniseries if a singular storyline, but over six hour long episodes. I was like, come on now, people.
1: And it's a little bit much.
0: So, Movies of the Week, I saw Gloria Bell, which has the lovely Julianne Moore in it. I've been Mm. trying to see that one for a while. It's excellent. And I watched last night The Long Shot with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen about a political campaign.
1: I do know about that one.
0: And that was actually very, very, very good. I enjoyed that. Um, Books, I started Thursday Murder Club, Mm. Hooked Within One Page. Good. Can they hurry the fuck up and tell us who they've cast in all the roles? But I really do want... Oh, the clack of a wine is not going to be alien to this podcast. (laughs) And sports, it was a... a screw top. (laughs) It's not that great. Sports, it's a bye week between the Six Nations and the Superb Owl.
1: Yes, Superb Owl. Oh, God, I forgot. Which
0: brings us, though, onto Culture of the Wings. Do you have cultural stories It's just me?
1: It's just you because we had so much news stories. I didn't think that we should do too much culture. So I want to shoot a quickly because yeah. two
0: of them are big. So the first yeah. one I'm going to do is... Now, people, we're going to come in close and discuss something very sinister.
1: Very excited. Very sinister.
0: Taylor Swift mm-hmm. is trying to take over
1: the country. Oh, is she? Good for her. You go, girl.
0: So there are rumours... Uh, That's coming very close, and I hope this is picking up because we're doing this now. It's picking up just fine. That Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are a fake couple, and that basically the whole of the Super Bowl and the NFL has been fixed so that when the Kansas City Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, they will get up on stage with all that audience and they're going to promote President Biden. And this is the whole conspiracy. And Fox News are going ancient shit about it. <laughs> and it is the fucking funniest thing I have ever fucking heard. <laughs>
2: Isn't OAN also pushing this? I think it's called OAN, right?
1: Everyone is I, pushing this. And the other one is the fact... I mean, this is like Beyonce Illuminati rumors. That that's
0: the only reason they are in a relationship as well it's because billionaire Taylor Swift wants Travis Kelsey's $70,000 bonus for winning the Super Bowl. Ooh.
2: Oh, okay. Because, you know, <laughs> she literally, girl's so broke. <laughs>
1: she literally became a billionaire this year. I think she's fine. By the way, this is actually fucking sexy sounding. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: first time Max sounds sexy. Just <laughs> really quick on this whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing. Now, I'm not a Chiefs fan. Everyone who listens to this podcast know that Max is a Bills mafia wife. I am a huge Bills fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see the Chiefs to win, but you know, at the same time, I do. I, kind of do. I know, <laughs> I know. You
0: two are against me on this one. Yeah. Okay, then again, I'm sorry, but if Jason got that level of naked during like a playoff game, how far is he going to go in the new game? <laughs> That's all we
1: want to say. We want Dad Pod.
2: Yeah, but you know, so I, I you know, but I support Taylor Swift's relationship. Blah blah. blah. I can't believe you talk so much about Taylor Swift, but, um, she has the (laughs) time person of (laughs) the year. That is true. Um, but it's the things that really bother me is when people get really upset about how much the NFL like cuts to her or like how she like getting support. Like she doesn't ask for this Mm. and you know, they're like, Oh, well, you know, she shouldn't be doing da da, 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 da. I'm sorry you're getting your daughters and your nieces and your the women Mm -hmm. in your life into a sport that you love Mm -hmm. whether it's through something that through something that they love Mm. chill the hell out
1: and literally they're cutting to her for seconds out of a three-hour game
2: out of a three-hour game
1: seconds
2: and you know what if you have an issue with having you know taylor swift shown what 30 seconds out of a three-hour game but you're totally fine with jason kelly kelsey Kelsey sorry and
0: you know he has good boyfriend dick from his eyebrows oh my yeah, god they're so thick
2: but like you know going crazy at the bills game with his shirt off and you have no problem with that you sir
0: might be
1: sexist yes. here's the thing the patriarchy is now, alive oh yeah
0: Daniel are you allowed to speak about this bit
1: no you get to speak all about this okay one. so which, which is why I'm like you get to touch that one are you <laughs>
0: sure you're okay we going for the next bit
1: you can speak and then we might cut it afterwards right Yeah.
0: so if you think there is reason that it's a bit silly that certain people are worried about Taylor Swift they actually have vaguely good reason so we're going to break it down
1: you're going to break it down. I'm going to break it down. <laughs>
0: have you Have you read what I've read? Yes, yeah, I read.
1: Yeah. You're going to break all of that one down. So
0: during, according to um, a morning consult survey from March estimated that 53% of U.S. adults consider themselves Swift fans and an astoundingly large support base. To put that into perspective, the 2020 U.S. census found there were about two... 158.3 million adults in the country. If that and the aforementioned survey are correct, that means that there are nearly 137 million voting age SWIFT supporters across the US, or about 88% of the combined number of votes cast in a 2020 presidential election for Biden and Trump. 2020
2: or 2024?
0: 2020. They, they're oh, okay. people cast. So... While well, the general perception is that Swift fans are overwhelming, overwhelming Democrats or left leaning, liberals are estimated to be about 55% of a fan base, meaning there may be more than 16 million Republican Swifties where the former president risks alienating. So that's do it. if they go wrong. So, I uh, yes, the whole story is stupid. But what I'm trying to say is that they do have reason to. They, 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 they should be concerned, but. Here's the thing. If you're scared of losing them, you never had them in the first place. And maybe women wouldn't be willing to walk away from you if you didn't take their rights away from them.
1: Very true. And I will say this. This is not the first instance in American political history of star power being used to sway votes. I mean, think about the 1960s with Frank Sinatra with his campaign for JFK. Think about, you know... Having George Washington's support for that first election after him, who did he put his votes behind? Adams. Mm-hmm. Ergo, celebrity can sway the election. Yes. So would my wouldn't that
2: throw, the, throw a wrench into the whole system if Taylor was like, go for Trump? Could you imagine that?
0: I think it would, kill it would actually kill her career. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know it would, but. I'd be, I think even she couldn't survive.
1: Well, it would be so against everything that she stood for. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. You know, I was just, I'm just yeah, yeah. trying to be funny. <laughs> 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 that landed like a lead balloon on your face. <laughs> Boom. Suck a bunch.
0: Pop. Sorry. That was just, I know we don't get political, but I just, I, I do want to break down. I think it was important to kind of work out, like, what, where that sway comes from.
1: So I think it was a good breakdown because it shows where, what the, yeah, you know, nexus and the impetus of where that story is coming from essentially like there's the reason why it's starting is because of that demographic do you think she
0: will endorse him
1: she did last time
0: yeah because I because the thing is if that was a different Taylor
1: that was a different Taylor and also abortion rights were still in place she
0: got very upset about that during another one do you think her and Travis will endorse together probably oh I don't know I don't the thing is is that he doesn't have anything to lose if he yeah. wins the Super Bowl again he he doesn't have anything to lose by this right and he's
1: arguably she doesn't have anything to lose either with the billionaire status so
0: yeah I mean she nearly did have something to lose and then she wrote an al- album about it and then yeah, came reputation. back the Reputation album was yeah. completely about her character yeah. getting destroyed yeah she's kind well, of so Teflon
1: Yeah.
2: Cellophane, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Cellophane.
0: So quickly before Um, we go on, because we do have the hubs here for a reason, we're going to do gags and goops. But I just want to bring up the one of the other bits of culture this week, and I know we're hitting the hour mark. Is that we are celebrating ten years of looking this month? Yes. So you two, before Mm -hmm. we go into breakdown for looking, what do what are your opinions of this groundbreaking? hbo
1: television show so i thought it was important because it was the first time that i really remember so i remember will and grace like gays were funny but it was the first time that you know it was more i want to sort of say like gays really experiencing life yeah so to speak like it wasn't like oh we're so worried about you know hiv and we're dying and it's not oh we're the punchline. it's Oh, we're living our lives being young professionals. Situation. Actually, I'm going to count to you on that one. Mm.
0: They were worried about HIV, well, they were. and that was they told. Were. That was turned into a very clever educational point in it. In that he was basically told, "Fucking about."
1: Yeah, no, and I. Yes, but I'm saying it wasn't yeah. one of those situations where it was like, I only have three months to live. Like that was that was the problem. It's like up until that point it had been that sort of situation. Hubs, what was your
0: opinions of looking?
2: Uh I kind of wish I knew about this before, so I had better thoughts
0: on this. Um, Only he gets a warning. (laughs) God damn you, he thinks he's on co-host status. Oh
1: my gosh, you are not the third.
0: Apologies, (laughs) I'm not the
2: third in this relationship. (laughs) Um, No, I I think it's, it was, yeah, it kind of found off what you were saying, Daniel. It was the first time I had seen a real, real gay life portrayed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a punchline, but, you know, seeing someone who was struggling with homelessness and, mm-hmm. you know, things that I have experienced mm-hmm. um, as a as a gay man coming through my life and in a very expensive city like yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, having a character that I absolutely despise, you know, Jonathan Groff's character was just, like, just so annoying at so many points. We all know gays like that. Oh, we all know gays like that. Well. The thing is, like, I've, I've met Jonathan Groff at Camp before um, we interacted in our you know younger lives, mm-hmm. um, very jealous of you, Jonathan Groff. If you're listening, <laughs> he's not listening. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> uh, but the, I think the one critique I really have to say, and I think it's it's been said before, and I've I've wrestled with this a lot, is representation a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do wish there was maybe a trans character or something like mm-hmm. that, or you know, more of um, a woman of color or a person yeah. of color. Uh, other you know, there were two Latinos, mm-hmm. um, and I think Richie's boyfriend in the first season was mixed race uh augustines i'm sorry augustines yes, yes. you're right you're right he you're was right british. yes and he is british I've, he was in a uh, handmaid's tale and i was yeah. like oh my gosh
1: so oh i know exactly yeah 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 in Very case
0: good. in so in case so, I, I i i thought i i jump in of the opinions but in case you're wondering what we're talking about looking was a tv show it was actually the first tv show gay man tv show tv show predominantly featuring gay men made by HBO, which mm-hmm. was quite shocking, and it was came out in January 2014. Mm-hmm. So it was created by Michael Landon, and it told a story of Patrick, a software engineer, the failed artist Augustine, and the spying restaurateur Dom. Um, the drama mainly centred around Patrick's uh, love in Triangle with his boss Kevin, who was basically Mr. Perfect, and the hairdresser, stroke stylist, stroke barber, Richie, who mm-hmm. was um, ad, was it uh, babe? How would I describe his? Is he m- Latina? Latino? Richie? Yeah, Latino, uh, or Mexican? Richie was Mexican, Mexican.
2: yes, Latin, Latino, Mexican, yeah. yeah, Latinx. But
0: he uh, was even though so actually, before we go about Daniel, mm-hmm. Team Richie or Team Kevin,
1: Dom. <laughs> um, but, but out, of the, out of the two
0: who are you rooting for neither, neither. I. what about you do you have any
1: uh, <laughs> i said what i said yeah uh, <laughs> I, I think i have to go with
0: daniel i really didn't
2: think either one of them were very like not they weren't for for jonathan uh, for jonathan groff's
0: character
1: right i, was I see like, i was no. always
0: team richie because i always felt he kept his shit in line and i like the fact that he basically like got like Patrick's head out of his ass Mm -hmm. and I think the wedding episode where you suddenly realize what Patrick was trying to aspire to Mm -hmm. and how much like Richie panicked him and I think that I was always rooting for Richie because of that
2: but I think they both panicked each other and I think that leads to a very toxic relationship and yeah Yeah, I I don't know there was something about it and and same with uh, Rachel uh, what's
0: his name Kevin. Kevin Kevin
2: yeah, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, same thing, just opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah.
0: See, I like Richie's second season. I was, I was always kind of pro Team Richie. Yeah,
1: Team Dom. You also have a huge <laughs> crush on
0: him. So I Dom, see Dom, I, Dom, I loved in Farscape years back. He was in a sci-fi show in Australia, like.
1: worry right, about god
0: and
2: then you see him in white lotus oh yeah oh. so good <laughs> he was also especially that end scene oh.
0: <laughs> anyway perfection but, uh, <laughs> so just to finish off so later episodes obviously would also involve the introduction of eddie played mm-hmm. by i can never it's um daniel from uh the well, uh, thingy uh, from mean girls damian from Daniel fun yeah I can never pronounce it's it Italian. Italian. it's Italian paisan, it's paisan. All i know but yeah. he played the HIV HIV positive bear which mm-hmm. was quite an interesting one and we can't also forget the lovely Doris who when I met my husband he was chatting about looking and I said my favorite character is Doris and I said just watch every fucking scene she's in she is brilliant and i think my favorite shot is the Lost in Music sequence from the Russian River episode mm-hmm. and you see her just dancing about <laughs> and I'm oh, like, amazing. So it was directed by a uh, British director, Andrew Hay who did mm-hmm. Weekend and I think because of that I knew exactly what to expect but sadly the gays didn't. Mm-hmm. The gays decided it was boring and that was the killer of looking.
1: Well... I mean, the gays have no taste here in the states. Can you be careful with your phone There you go. Um, so did you,
0: that was the thing is, did you hear that when it came out? Boring, boring, boring.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was consistently what you were also like reading in the news articles online, which I think you know, together the collective "quote unquote" gay media like killed it. Because exactly. it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. It no. wasn't this. It wasn't that. And I'm like, well, oh, it's not gonna be everything to everyone. Like, we're trying. It yeah. was the first show I
0: did feel guilted me into feeling like I was boring. Like, I yeah. felt like I was seeing myself. I felt yeah. Patrick was, he was meant to be late 20s, and I felt that even though his career suited his age, his actual attitude was probably someone in the early 20s. Yeah. And I think that's my issue that I had with it.
1: You know, there was some disconnect, but i I overlooked that.
0: I think August. I mean, it is. We can go on to this for hours, but it's such an interesting show. I think sadly, it's one of those that would have done a lot better in the streaming era. But then I think there was only a peak era of streaming that it would have done well in, because now they they're, they're tightening oh, yeah. the on that one.
1: Yeah, as I was to say, I don't know that it would have lasted right now.
0: At, all. At, the, at the time, I remember when it, it got cancelled, I was really gutted that we never saw like a third season, which mm. showed basically the collapse of Kevin his relationship. But yeah. then when you look back at it, and they, the, the film became the idea that he just walked away and left, that was actually more pa- how Patrick would have handled it. So actually, I think Necessity and it created the perfect drama. Yeah.
1: yeah. But
0: I still hold it very dear to my... I I, I, yeah. I mean be watching it recently, actually, because of this. I, I put a couple of episodes on, and I was like, it's Aww. still... It's, I, I love it I think it's it's an excellent 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 show. I think it's very sad that people turns against it and it's often is and a lot of it is cited as the gay community and a demand that everything actually suit everyone yeah but anyway. Any final thoughts on looking?
1: No no final thoughts on looking.
0: In. well let's get on to the end of the show
1: yes and we have to pivot pivot
0: so here we are at the end of the show and this mm. week we thought we would celebrate having a free microphone set up by having a very special guest in which is the hubs who has been commenting even though i've actually unplugged his mic but somehow it just magically plugs itself back in again i know <laughs> um <laughs> and he's going to deliver for us a gagged and goops which neither of us have heard yes so leave us gagged and goops goops
2: Oh, right. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. And hi, listeners. Nice to chat with you all again. We <laughs> had no choice. This, this is a story that was written by uh, Metro Weekly, a local publication here in Washington, D.C., written by uh, John Riley. Okay. Um, so please, uh, a warning. There is uh, the story does contain a little bit of some graphic descriptions. Okay. Great. Right? Uh, I'm a
0: graphic description.
2: Possible depictions of violence. So if you are sensitive to that, please skip uh, ahead.
1: Skip ahead. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. Do Six it.
2: Seconds. All right. A jury found a San Francisco man guilty of torture and murder of a 23-year-old man with whom he and a transgender partner had sexual liaison. According to testimony, at a trial, the victim, George Randall Saldivar, met up with 52-year-old Gerald Rowe and 41-year-old Angel Anderson, a trans woman, for a sexual encounter on February 3, 2019. They They met at Rowe's apartment at the Donnelly Hotel. Oh, he has an apartment at the hotel? That's odd. No, not that odd. Oh, okay. Yeah. They met at Roe's apartment at the Donnelly Hotel, which provides housing for low-income and homeless individuals. Mm-hmm. After encounter- after engaging in sex, Anderson allegedly confronted Randall with a machete and tied him up. Oh, Anderson what? and Rowe then proceeded to torture Randall, uh, placing a noose around his neck with the rope tethered through a pulley device near the ceiling. Oh, no randall uh randall randall's hands were bound behind his back while anderson and rose screamed at him hit him and punched him sodomized him assaulted him and with pliers and placed a bag over his head according to the charging documents
1: oh my gosh
2: at the trial prosecutors allege that after subjecting randall to about four hours of prolonged torture roe left the apartment <laughs> to buy fentanyl upon returning home he and Anderson injected the 23-year-old with a syringe full of a lethal mix of fentanyl and water before stuffing his body into a suitcase while still alive. Within about 90 seconds, the victim began to convulse uh, and struggled to breathe, the San Francisco District Attorney's Office wrote in charging documents. Uh, while he was still alive, Mr. Rowe and, and Miss Anderson uh, folded the victim into a large rolling suitcase before zipping it up and rolling, uh, waiting for him to die. Roe reportedly ate junk food and played his guitar over the suitcase while he and Anderson waited to dispose of the body. The following day, Roe and Anderson donned disguises and they rolled the suitcase almost two miles from Roe's apartment to the waterfront along the uh, Rincon Park where they tossed the suitcase containing Randall's body into the San Francisco Bay. The suitcase was found floating in the water two weeks later on February 18th at Pier 39. So, and then it goes on to talk about the case. Please don't. Uh, well, I'm sorry, not the case, the trial and, and things of that nature. But, oh my God. But the real kicker was, I mean, this, this gets a little bit gayer. Um, gayer? It gets a little bit gayer, Was a yeah. suitcase? So, <laughs> Randall, Randall, the victim, was raised by a gay couple... Christopher Salvador uh, and Mark Randall, they adopted him at the age of eight, rescuing him from, a co- from the foster care system where he had been placed after being found wandering the streets of Chinatown due to his biological mother's inability to take care of him. In 2006, Randall Salvador, uh family was profiled in the Bay Area Reporter Story focusing on Catholic charities' opposition to uh, same-sex marriage uh, and, and, the, and the couple's right to adopt. So, like, this is, like, a super sad, but, like very gay, LGBTQ story.
1: I'm going to say something right now that okay. I don't often say. I would not allow you to say that on my other podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, I
0: that, thought was, there's many stories about people taking shits on the dance floor. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you said I was the Debbie Downer.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: But just what? Wow. It, gagged and goops yeah
2: i read that and i was just in shock like not only was this poor victim you know a young lgbtq person and you know found other lgbtq people and was raised by a gay couple like that's that's so intense um this is yeah that uh, was
0: that was something babe thank you here yeah. you, Vera. you need some more i'm um, Daniel, do you have a word of the week? <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we're at the one hour 17 mark, so we need to... Right, yes, yeah, yeah,
1: so I do have a word of the week. The word is Orphic. It means mysterious and entrancing. It's an adjective. So the way you told that story was rather Orphic.
0: <laughs> I petticoat Coat Lane is letting your husband do research on gay stories <laughs> and getting yeah. the next season of Making a Murderer.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe we shouldn't.
0: Daniel, do you think we covered everything?
1: My dear, we have barely set the agenda.
0: Cheers. Cheers. This has been a Bearded Bitch production recorded in a Diane Keating podcast studio in Haberdashery.
1: You've been listening to the
0: Bitches with Weirds. I've been Daniel. And I'm Max. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the following on Twitter X and TikTok where you can find us at Bitches With
1: Beards. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions and they reflect us and no one else.
0: We'll hear you next week unless we're cancelled. Cheers.